Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit AtlantaHomesGuru.com forward slash radio. What you see, whether it's a result of the email controversy or a hangover from the Clinton years or Benghazi or whatever, that Hillary Clinton does have a trust deficit starting out. I, I have to be honest. A lot of people want to come to America. So unless we just had no borders, there's always going to be a wait. And as you look at the news today from the Supreme Leader, it's like the White House has been punked on this Iran deal. This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. The policeman is supposed to protect the people, not try to frame them. Good morning, it's 905 on News Radio 1067. Yeah, Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River, thrilled, delighted, honored, and somewhat stunned that you have let me join you at home or at work or in the car yet again here on News Radio 1067. And so you can be part of the conversation. That's what we do. I don't do a lecture. I'm not here to tell you what to think. It's not a show. It's just you and me talking. If I if I had a diner that could accommodate the tens of thousands of you. We'd all sit around, have a cup of coffee, talk about what's going on in the world. And I hope your world is going well. There's lots of news in the big world, including the news that a super rich tech challenged grandmother who can't work an iPhone wants the office where her husband used to hook up with interns. And that is big, big news You know her as Mrs. Bill Clinton. She absolutely will be the nominee of the Democratic Party for president of the United States, which, hey, you know, Democrats, it's your party, and you can nominate whoever you want. Republicans, you know, they nominated Mitt Romney and John McCain. So, obviously, anybody can get the nomination. My question is, and I'll be asking this throughout the morning off and on as we uh, cover different stuff, is I'm looking – I used to run campaigns for a living. So – I often, not often, but I occasionally had candidates who were less than, oh, top of the game. You know what I mean? I have, I had people running for office who were maybe not top drawer. But it was my job to come up with reasons why people want to vote for them. Why? Because I was paid to. They wrote me a check. So you come up with campaign approaches and slogans and whatever. And no matter how less than inspiring my candidate was, I could come up with something. Bill, you know, Phil Johnson, 
He's never been in prison. Susie Smith could be worse. You know, something. I could come up with something. I, for the first time in my adult life as a political geek, I can't think of a single reason, excuse me, single good reason why someone would vote to make Mrs. Bill Clinton the president of the United States. Not one. I'm, I'm, I, Barack Obama, I got it. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I didn't vote for him, but I got why people did the first time. Second time, kind of tough. First time, absolutely. But I don't get it for Mrs. Bill Clinton. And so I'm hoping, and I'm, I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm, I'm completely sincere. If I were try, trying to come up with the Hillary Clinton bumper sticker, you know, Reagan was, you know, you know, cut taxes, restore American power. And, you know, uh, H.W. was, boy, didn't you like Reagan? And Clinton was, uh, you know, uh, let's have a party. And W. was, boy, someone's got to clean up after that party. And Barack Obama's was, I swear to you, I won't be George W. Bush. Those were all of the bumper stickers that got us from 1980 to today. I got, if you're wondering why we're talking about this, the word has been leaked out by the Hillary Clinton campaign that she's going to make her announcement this Sunday. And she's going to do a soft rollout. She's going to tweet it out and Facebook it out. She says she wants to sit down with regular people, real people, one-on-one, so that they can get to know her. There's, there's nothing left to know. I mean, we've all known Hillary and Bill since 1992, at least. This is 2015. It'll be 2016 when it's time to actually vote. What more is there to know? And so this is where I'm stumped and I'm stymied is as she makes this announcement and she makes the case, okay, here's why Hillary in one sentence, in one bumper sticker, I got nothing. And so I'm hoping you can help me with that at 844-404-1067 or on Twitter where you'll find me at I am M Graham, or you can uh, email me, Michael at michaelgram.com. Now, some people are going to vote for Mrs. Bill Clinton no matter what. Without a doubt, absolutely. Uh, but that's because they're, you know, hard left, die hard, and, you know, hardcore liberals. Just like there are people who will vote for just about any conservative. They, there are people who were prepared to vote and mean it for 999. That's, just, that's scary to me, but they were going to do it. So those are the two extremes. How extreme do the extremes get? No joke, yesterday, the city of Nantucket, excuse me, two days ago, the city of Nantucket up in Massachusetts voted to ban helium balloons. It's now going to be illegal to have a birthday party with helium balloons. It's now going to be illegal to send your mom in the hospital, one of those, what is it, Mylar, you know, the, the balloon, get well soon, illegal, any Helium balloon-esque product has now been banned by the town of Nantucket, Massachusetts. Yes, they really are this crazy. And if you're asking me why they're banning these balloons, uh, it's 
not for the children, as it usually would be. In fact, this hurts. The children will be crying. Mommy, mommy, I wanted a balloon. I'm sorry. You're an evil anti-environmentalist climate change denier. The reason you have to ban the helium balloons is because some of the helium balloons might get away. And then when they get away, some of those balloons might then fall into the ocean. And then some of those balloons might then get eaten by a fish. And then some of those fish may get sick or die. So because somewhere out there, uh, finding Nemo might get stuck on a helium balloon. This town has criminalized, think about that, criminalized (laughs) the possession, ownership, and retail sale of helium balloons. I would love to mock them. My problem is that I live in Georgia and we've already banned firecrackers and Roman candles. Now, it is true to the good. Our legislature did just pass a law unbanning them. Governor Nathan Deal may or may not sign that law. You know, he's been sitting on the fence. He's like, I don't know. I Because of our nanny state, Nathan Deal governor, we may not get them. But when you're a state, that has now for however many decades made it illegal to possess a firecracker. It's hard to get too high and mighty over a place that criminalizes helium balloons. The helium balloon ban, however, may be the dumbest ban I've ever heard of. With the possible exceptions of places that ban booze. I'm going to roll through some of the things that have been banned and bans I'm familiar with and give you the chance to talk about the place where you walked in and said, I want to buy an X. And you were told, oh, I'm sorry, sir. That's illegal. Have you ever had that experience? I've got some real life experiences I want to share with you coming up. It's all happening here on the Michael Graham Show. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. It's 919, one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite CDs of all time, Peter Gabriel's So and Big Time. That was uh, kind of my uh, working theme song when I was a kid in rural South Carolina trying to uh, get out of there, in part because of the kind of backward, backwards-looking kind of small-town mentality that people up north used to make fun of. Now they've engaged in it themselves. Uh, it's Nantucket's party. They can ban helium balloons if they want to. Residents of the island this week voted to prohibit the use of helium balloons in order to protect marine animals, quote, who often mistake the defeated balloons for food. That's just a lie. There's no often to this at all. There is no major sea crisis involving helium balloons. This is not true. But it gives them a chance to feel better than you and to tell you how to live your life. And that's why loony lefties do the stuff they do. You know, a few years ago, I wrote a book called Redneck Nation, How the South Really Won the War. And it was about how all of the worst ideas of the uh, Jim Crow, uh, you know, 1950s era South have become the dominant ideas of the American left. And one of them is loving to tell people what they ought to do. And so just in the state of Massachusetts alone, there are communities who have criminalized helium balloons, as you just heard, 
made it illegal to use a plastic shopping bag when you get your groceries. Plastic shopping bags, one of the greatest inventions of all time. I don't know how my mom did it. How she got all the groceries in the house when she had to have the big paper bags. Because I don't know, I, I have like 10, don't you do that? You come, you get like 10 bags in each hand because you're looping through the handles. They're fantastic. Anyway, they're illegal in some parts of Massachusetts. Styrofoam containers? Are you kidding me? Do you really want to go back to the days when you ate cold food from restaurants that you took home and it was greasy and leaking through the paper plate? No, think about this. No plastic bag and no styrofoam. How the hell do you eat to-go orders and fast food? It's a nightmare. But those have been criminalized in some parts of, uh, of Massachusetts. And bottled water. Concord, Massachusetts, it's illegal to buy a regular, you know, like 12-ounce bottle of water against the law. And so I was having a good laugh last night, and I posted this up on my Facebook page. Michael Graham show is my Facebook page. Until people start reminding me, hey, Graham, you live in Georgia. You do know there are places you still can't buy booze, right? Hey, Graham, you live in Georgia. You do know that fireworks are illegal, right? Hey, Graham, and this was one that hit me this sat- this uh, past Sunday. Took my kids to uh, church for Easter, of course. And then uh, my kids had given up um, pizza for Lent. So we went to this place in Buckhead. Uh, Verrazano's? I think that's the name of it. It's uh, great, fantastic pizza. Love the pizza. But they also did like brunch dishes. So I'm sitting there. It's brunch time. It's Easter. We're all celebrating, right? So I say, I'll take me a big old Bloody Mary. And the lady says, I'm sorry. It's illegal. What? That's right. I had to wait till 1230. I had to wait till 1230 to get my Bloody Mary because it was illegal for me to have it. 1222. I'm sorry, sir. You can't have a Bloody Mary. 1230. It's absolutely fine. And so this is my question for you at 844-404-1067. Have you ever run into these things where you try to buy something and they say, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I can't sell that to you. You're like, what? I mean, imagine this. You Let's say this summer. You go on vacation and you go up and you're doing the whole New England tour and the Liberty thing, you know, the the, the Freedom Trail. And you, whisk, and you want to go down to the vineyard and see where all the richie riches hang out. You're on Nantucket. It's your kid's birthday. And so you go in. Yeah, I need five helium balloons, please. I'm sorry, sir. That's illegal. What? My The best or worst was growing up in Peleon, South Carolina back in the day during Blue Laws. They... All kinds of stuff was illegal because the state believed it encouraged work and you weren't supposed to work on Sundays. So it would be this bizarre. You would not know. You would go to the Kmart to buy something, which is all we had, to buy something. Like, an for example, an extension cord. For some reason, an extension cord was illegal. You couldn't buy an extension cord on a Sunday. But you could buy a, I don't know, like a medical Something on a Sunday. You can there's a completely arbitrary list of stuff you could and couldn't buy in South Carolina on Sundays because of blue laws. Duct tape, I think, as I recall, was one of the things that was illegal because duct tape encouraged work. But you could buy scotch tape because, I don't know, scotch tape encourages recreation. So if you've ever had this situation, whether it's here in Georgia or traveling around the South or traveling around the world, where you walked in to buy something and you were told, I'm sorry, sir, that's illegal. 844-404-1067. The classic example that most people know from South Carolina is booze. 
until very recently, the last four or five years, as you know, it was illegal to buy liquor by the drink in the state of South Carolina. You could not buy a whiskey sour. It was illegal. Although I know why you would. Why would you ruin perfectly good whiskey? But anyway, you couldn't buy a gin and tonic because it was illegal for the state to sell you a single drink. They had to sell you the whole bottle. So the way South Carolina worked around this was they sold mini bottles. So every time you bought a drink in South Carolina, it's like buying a drink on an airplane. It was South Carolina was the world's largest 747. So you sit in the bar and they bring you your little bottle of gin and then they'd have the setup of tonic and you'd have to mix your own drink. Depending on some bars work around it, but theoretically you were supposed to mix your own gin and tonic right there. And I can't tell you the number of times I'd have people with me visiting from places. They're like, is this real? Yep, this is really the law. So I want to mock the loony lefties of Nantucket for making it illegal to buy a helium balloon. How is it illegal to buy a helium balloon different from illegal to buy a firecracker? How is that different? 844-404-1067. Also, the state of Georgia was going to make it illegal for local towns to ban shopping bags. They wanted to have one state standard. But as of right now, towns on the go, uh, on the coast, towns run by, you know, the more lefty set in Georgia will be able to make it illegal as it is in many places in Massachusetts to bring home your groceries in a plastic bag. Is this a good or bad thing? 844-404-1067. Corey, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Yes, the South Carolina little mini bottles thing was always weird, too. <laughs> uh, back in the late 90s, I moved to Aiken, South Carolina. Oh, it's you poor man. Town. You poor, poor man. I know. I, I don't <laughs> think anybody realizes they still have slaves. Anyways, uh, went to uh, bought a house. It was Sunday. Went to Food Line. Uh, toilet was uh, overflowing. Mm-hmm. Ran in to grab a mop and a broom and a squeegee. And, sure. uh, yeah, they told me I, it was 10 o'clock. So I threw down 20 bucks and ran out the door and said, arrest me. Chase me. Here. Bye. I couldn't believe that. That's ridiculous. It was illegal to buy a mop on Sunday. Yeah, I got sewage all over my freaking bathroom, and they won't even let me buy a mop. I was like, this place is crazy. The Lord does not want you mopping on a Sunday, my friend. Well, the Lord didn't want me in South Carolina. I left less than a year later. So, <laughs> Well, Corey, I, I grew up in Peelian, which is about 20 miles from Aiken, so I know the area very well. If you've ever had that kind of encounter, I would love to hear from you at 844-404-1067. Also, President Obama acknowledges that he understands why his policies on illegal immigration are so bad. He actually gives an amazing appeal for border security and ending amnesty. He just didn't know it. I'll share it with you coming up. I'm Michael Graham. It's 934. I am Michael Graham. So uh, Bill Crystal, uh, political viewer extraordinaire at 1015 to talk about the uh, campaign by Mrs. Bill Clinton and also about the latest with the Iran deal. Then uh, Brandon, our executive producer, who's joining us at 1045. Graves, Braves, great. Mark Lemke. The Mark Lemke. Dirt. Good old dirt Mark Lemke. I am a total Mark Lemke fan. Lemke's I'm the like man. a fanboy. It's kind of embarrassing. Please keep it together. He's, I'm going to try to. You know, he's my kind of guy. I like him. I like Euclid, you know, Pedroia, those kind of guys. That's my... Pete Rose, if he didn't gamble, you know, that's my thing. You know, uh, uh, these pretty boy A-Rod types do nothing for me. Good old nothing dirt. Else. So we're going to talk about because, of course, it's uh, home opener for the Braves, and we are your Brave station, and we've got tickets 
to give away here on News Radio 1067. In fact, uh, what is our Braves question of the day? 1995. Wait, wait, stop, stop. I tell you what, I want you to tell the story about what happened to you in Florida when it came to this is illegal and I didn't know it. And then we're going to do this so you can screen the calls and we can give away some Braves tickets. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what happened to you? We're talking about just, I guess it was two days ago, Nantucket, Massachusetts became the first city to criminalize helium balloons because they might kill a fish. And we're talking, so this happens to, if you travel around this country, you odd place where you go and discover stuff is illegal, like me trying to get a Bloody Mary this weekend in Buckhead. So you. Not like they're concerned with one, like, 12-year-old boy sucking all the helium out of the balloons and trying to kill themselves <laughs> that way, but the fish. No, we were in Florida in beautiful Pleasantville, USA celebration with the gym cars and everything. And they have parking meters in the town center area. Mm-hmm. So me and my friends were just walking around. And this cop is literally about to write a guy a ticket for an expired meter. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to be nice. Like, I'll give you two minutes to find some change, sure. pay the meter so he can move along. So me with change in my pocket, go and literally just go to stick the quarter sure. in the meter for the guy to help him out, be a good guy. And the cop looks over at me and he's like, if you put that in there, I have to write you a ticket. Because paying somebody else's parking meter is a ticketable offense. It's illegal in most places that have parking meters. That's it's illegal. garbage. You remember the little old lady a few years ago who got busted because she was driving the town crazy? Some little dinky downtown inbred, you know, coming Georgia kind of place. And she was going through, putting the quarters in. And the mayor didn't like it because he needed the money. And they don't make money off the meters. They make money off the... Tickets. Tickets. Yay. Sound familiar? And so... It's illegal in most places for you to feed the meter. Okay, what is our win? Uh, family four packs of Braves tickets uh, as they take on the Miami Marlins on Tuesday, April 14th as part of Braves opening week uh, question right now. Our guest at 1045 today, Mark Lemke, was part of this 1995 championship Braves team. The only World Series the Braves have won. Really the only championship in Atlanta. <laughs> Who did they beat in that 1995 ah, World Series? My wife hates this answer. And the bonus is if you can tell me who catches the final out. Really? Yes. Wow. I'll give you an extra set for a game later on. How about that? So call 844-404-1067. One more time. The winning question is? Who did the Braves beat in the 1995 World Series? And a bonus caught the final out. 844-404-1067. we got those Braves tickets waiting for you right now. And also, if you want to share your experiences with running into uh, behavior that you did not know was criminal. Um, but this is the part that I, about the these bans, whether it's the bans on bottled water or the bans on plastic shopping bags or the bans on styrofoam food containers or the bans on helium balloons. When these towns pass them, because I know that there are some towns here in Georgia that want to ban plastic shopping bags. Do you not care about people who work for a living? Everything I named in that list is for people who work and are in a hurry. I need to get my groceries in the in the house. I don't have time to come back and forth and back and forth with the paper bags with the bottoms dropping out. I need to get my groceries in. Single moms love plastic bags. Plus, what are you going to pick up your dog poop with? You ever think about that? What are you going to send your husband's lunch to work with him in, huh? Trash, plastic shopping bags, one of the great inventions of all time. Uh, styrofoam food containers, who are they for? They're for people who work, who don't have time to come home and spend an hour cooking up a meal. So they zip through whatever the place is and they grab it and they go. And you're going to criminalize that. 
Even helium balloons. Helium balloons are a cheap way to make a fun party. You know, not everyone can afford a pony. Not everyone can afford a DJ. So you get, you know, a couple balloons and, yay. Why are you doing this? And what it shows is that these super extremist types, the types who love tax hikes because the government needs the money and they don't they're not worried about your gas taxes going up by hundreds of millions of dollars without any votes because they got plenty of money they don't know that for those of you who work for a living you need that money that money is the difference between whether or not you can afford lunch the uh, people who support this automatic self-rising gas tax that we just passed in georgia say well you should just buy an electric car they don't know that number one you can't afford it and number two you can't you, the dinky little Prius won't work for you because you work. You have a family. You got to get your kids to school events and you know soccer and et cetera. So you need the bigger cars. They really don't care. I mean, it's it, the um, when, when President Obama said when he was running for president, of course your electricity costs are going to go up if we take my policies. By definition, they have to because we've got to use less electricity. So we'll burn less coal. So we'll save the planet. Well, the counter argument to that is you do know the people who are going to be paying these higher prices can't afford it. The answer is they don't care. And maybe the best example is illegal immigration. The Obots out there, they're not worried about losing their job as attorneys. They're not worried about losing their jobs as white collar government workers to illegal immigrants because they don't have to compete. Well, President Obama is in the Caribbean. He's uh, doing a thing in Jamaica, and he did a kind of town hall meeting, and he got a great question from one of the uh, people who lives in the Caribbean who would like to live in the United States. What about hopeful families that are seeking a legal pathway for immigration into the U.S. but are finding seven to ten year delays before they even can get to apply? That is a great, great question. You ever notice that, that the people who support Amnesty and Open Borders will never answer the question, what about people who are standing in line legally? What about the people who already have submitted the paperwork? What about the people who are already in the United States legally with a green card who pay the fees and the costs and the you know, and hire lawyers? What about them? There's never an answer for that. And sure enough, President doesn't uh, Obama doesn't have an answer, at least not an actually satisfying one. I have to be honest, a lot of people want to come to America. So unless we just had no borders, there's always going to be a wait. There's always going to be background checks. There's always going to be some prioritization in terms of who's admitted and who's not. Do you hear the huge, glaring, unintended irony irony and comedy in that comment from the president? Did you hear that and laugh out loud like I did for the obvious pie in his own face that he just planted? You didn't? I'll share with you what makes that uh, found comedy in just a moment. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at Noon on News Radio 1067. It's 950. Oh, yeah, Michael Graham coming up in the next hour. We get a look at the Braves 2015 uh, season with Mark Lemke, also uh, super political insider Bill Crystal, with his update on uh, Hillary Clinton's announcement this Sunday. And if you have some ideas for uh, Hillary Clinton 2016 bumper stickers, just use the hashtag Hillary Clinton 2016 bumper sticker and put it on Twitter or email me, michael at michaelgram.com. They're already 
uh, coming in. Also, don't forget your chance to win free lunch at 1145 every day in the lunch line. Right now we're talking about how it is that these extremists who pass these ridiculous bans on everything from smoking outside, who smokes mostly, blue-collar workers, lower-income people, all the way over to banning helium balloons. Yes, it's true. A city in Massachusetts just banned helium balloons. They're illegal. Why they don't care about the consequences because they're not the group being impacted. And so uh, another uh, uh, example of that is illegal immigration. President Obama was asked by uh, a would-be immigrant yesterday, what about the people who are doing it legally? How are you helping them? And his answer was, let's play it one more time. Listen to what he says about coming to America and see what part of this jumps out at you based on what you already know. I, I have to be honest. A lot of people want to come to America. So unless we just had no borders, there's always going to be a wait. There's always going to be background checks. There's always going to be some prioritization in terms of who's admitted and who's not. Hey, those 100,000-plus people who've come across, come from the poorest parts of Central America in the past two years, the ones who flooded our borders, who just walked across the borders, who ran to a border security guard and said, please grab me, the thousands of them that have been sent to Georgia where they are flooding our public schools, driving down our test scores and driving up our costs, how many of them had to wait in line? How many of them had to have background checks? How many of them had to go through this onerous procedure? Zero. None. Right now, the, here are the latest uh, reports. Just in the past 10 days, we haven't really talked about this, there's other stuff coming up. The Obama administration is paying travel costs to bring illegal immigrant kids and family members from Central America to these people who came in, in the flood over the summers, the past two summers. So mom is here, he's paying, we are paying our tax dollars to bring mom's kids. The kids are here, we're paying to bring the aunt and uncle. to the. We are actually paying illegal immigrants to come here. They're illegal. They haven't filled any paperwork, none whatsoever, and he's bringing them here. Emory has decided, and I love this wonderful headline in the AJC today, persons without legal Status. No, immigrants without legal status. You mean illegal immigrants? No, 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 no. Immigrants without legal status. So, illegals. No, 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 no. Undocumented. You mean illegals? No, 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 no. Unauthorized entrance. No, no, no. You mean illegal immigrants? That's what. No, 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 Michael. That's so mean and harsh and unfair that's another phrase that's been banned on some college campuses along with your helium balloons and your shopping bags you can't say so what are they it's an unauthorized entrant and at emory unauthorized entrants will get the same tuition breaks as authorized entrants. isn't an unauthorized entrant a burglar a home invader is it calling an illegal immigrant an immigrant without legal status, the same as calling a bank robber, a customer making a withdrawal without legal status. Isn't that different? But this is where President Obama is, and he uh, digs his unintended hole even deeper. 
I do think that there are, there are practices we have, for example, where uh, someone has a relation in the United States, is clearly qualified to become at some point a legal resident and maybe in the future a citizen. Mm -hmm. But in order to do it, they then have to first leave the country, wait, uh. now they're separated from their families. I mean, there have to be ways in which we can make the system clearer and less burdensome. Now, let me explain what he just said because he used political ease. And this is not picking on President Obama. Politicians all speak political ease, Republicans and Democrats. He kind of glossed over the people. He said, who are these people who have to leave the country and go stand in line and wait their turn and then come back? They're illegal immigrants. And he says, oh, we have to do something. We can't make these people who've cheated go leave the country and then stand in line like the people who aren't cheating. Remember, we've already got a group of people standing in line outside the country. There are about three million people who have filed for permission to come here legally. That's what the woman asked about. That was the original question. Mr. President, what about those of us who aren't dirtbag cheaters? What about those of us who respect America's laws? What about those of us who would make good immigrants that you'd be happy to have? And his answer is, what do you want me to do? I can't make the ones who are illegal go do what you do. They're not as stupid as you are. The ones who are here illegally aren't as dumb as you to stand in line and wait your turn and not steal a job from an American. No, no, no. they're here stealing the job, stealing our stuff, and they're never going to leave. So we just got to come up with a different system. Uh, how, if you're this woman who asks this question, how do you feel or look like anything other than a total chump? The president of the United States essentially said, look, the right thing to do is just come here legally and then we'll take care of you. Which, shockingly, there's been a huge surge in the number of people coming here legally since the Central America border crisis a year ago. I'm shocked. I'm stunned. I am Michael Graham. Good morning. It's 10.03 at News Radio 106.7. Oh. Yeah, Michael Graham, your host, MC, and star of the show. So glad that you are here on this glorious Friday opening day for the Braves. We're excited about that. And coming up later in the show, uh, there's been a lot of whining in the last 48 hours from our female-type friends complaining that women have to pay more for stuff than men do. They have to pay more for their uh, lotion, more for their razors, more for their clothes, more for their dry cleaning, blah, more for their haircuts, blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry, I have no sympathy whatsoever because guys have to pay more for one key thing. And uh, I will explain coming up on the show. Also, we're looking for your uh, best Hillary 2016 bumper stickers. And hoping that you can help us um, uh, come up with a slogan since she's going to announce on Friday. And so some some are already coming in. Hillary 2016, what difference at this point does it make is one of them. Uh, help support my campaign. Send your PayPal donations to hillbeans at mybasementserver.com. Uh, Hillary, because one line Clinton in the White House isn't enough. And uh, Hillary, I did not have textual relations with that email server. And then my suggestion, because she sits when she pees, 
Hillary 2016 bumper stickers. So if you have any to, uh, and, that, and so I post, I, I, I tweeted this out, and I'm taking your tweets uh, on my Twitter account, I am M Graham, the hashtag, like I said, Hillary 2016 bumper stickers. And a liberal journalist who I uh, know some and, and like, he's actually a nice guy, and, and he's not a total nut. His response to she sits when she pees was, there will be a lot of this, won't there? Look, I- I'm sorry, ladies. It's not my fault that there are only two reasons to vote for Mrs. Bill Clinton. And they are both sum- summed up in Mrs. Bill Clinton. You're either voting for Hillary because she's a Mrs., because she sits when she pees. In other words, it's time for a woman president. I'm just going to vote for a woman. I think is incredibly dumb whether you're voting for Hillary Clinton or Sarah Palin or Carly Fiorina or anyone else. And then the second reason to vote for him is because she's Mrs. Bill Clinton. In other words, if she were Mrs. Bill Johnson, no one would take a woman with her record seriously. No one would say, oh my, are you kidding me? The Benghazi fiasco? The hor- Do you see what's going on with Iran right now? We're going to talk to Bill Crystal about that horrifying Iran deal in just a moment. And you'll get everything you need to know in about six minutes from uh, Bill Crystal coming up on the Iran deal. But no one would say, look at this. You know, what, what, what has she done? She has been married to a famous popular guy and she's a woman. And that's the beginning and end of the Hillary Clinton resume. At least it seems to me. Now, one of the things I love about talk radio is I get to ask you what I'm missing. And so when I see Mrs. Bill Clinton, I, you know, I see the past. I know the whole story, starting with Whitewater and the stock future manipulations, all the way through the uh, horrifying travel gate, uh, travel office mess, and the um, uh, Vince Foster mess, and the uh, documents magically appearing in her house, and on and on and on, up up through the Benghazi mess and the e- email server mess. See, I know all this stuff, and that put and those, and I know many of you do too. But you know that puts us in the minority. Most Americans just it's Mrs. Bill Clinton. She's famous. I heard of her. So if you can tell me why a normal person would vote for Mrs. Bill Clinton, I'm not saying this to be argumentative or or, uh, snarky. I mean it. I would love to know why anybody would think about giving this person with such a dismal record and so many ethical problems. I don't know if you've heard the latest, but um, the Hill magazine republished a story, and I'm thinking the Wall Street Journal was involved too, they found an example where Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State changed her position on how to treat sanctions against a foreign country after that foreign country gave a million dollars to the Clinton Foundation. So we have a specific example of they gave her money and stuff changed, which is not that unusual for the Clintons. Remember, they sold the Lincoln bedroom and they admitted they got caught. They Yes, you give us enough money and we'll let you sleep in the Lincoln bedroom. So that's who they are. So I don't get why anyone would vote for her, but I guess it comes down to choices. I mean, you have to vote for somebody who's going to vote for this guy. Uh, the vice president, Joe Biden, is known for occasionally putting his foot in his mouth. But this, this is a whole new level. If you look closely at this picture, you will notice that Biden has taken this child's pacifier and put it in his own mouth. The little boy is the grandson of the former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg. Uh, on the ch- on the Facebook, uh, rather on her Facebook page, the child's mother said, "What is a boy to do when the vice president steals your pacifier?" 
I posted the picture up on the Facebook page and on Twitter. Have you seen the picture? Joe Biden has the little kid's pacifier in his mouth. In his mouth. It is so gross. He was just a little cranky. He was just a little cranky. He needed to be put to bed. Uh, (laughs) So you look at that picture and it dawns on you. One of the people in this picture is a uh, pacifier-sucking, silly-face-making, gibberish-speaking mentality of a three-year-old, and the other one's a baby. A guy with a pacifier in his mouth is a heartbeat away from the presidency. So maybe that's what's going to save Hillary Clinton. Um, Paul says, I'm not enthusiastic about a Clinton presidency, but I look forward to the exposure of rampant right-wing misogyny like Michael Graham's. Misogyny means you hate women. Excuse me. Whoa, 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 whoa. How am I being misogynist for pointing out that Hillary Clinton's support is overwhelmingly made up of people who are just voting for her because she's a woman? It's not my fault that you're voting for her because she's a woman. Don't get mad at me. It doesn't, I, don't, I don't hate women for the fact that they're voting for her because she's a woman. I'm simply mocking it and making fun of it. I think it's a dumb way um, to to vote. I think it's a mistake of a way to use your vote. But when Hillary Clinton announces this Sunday, it's all going to be about identity politics, period. Nobody has ever said the sentence to me or out loud. I mean this. I've watched news shows, whatever. If you make Hillary Clinton president today, you'll get blank. Whatever, lower taxes, higher taxes, you know, problem solved with Russia, the better schools. But no one has said that. Not a single person. So you know, I'm just simply pointing out the natural truth. And so and that's why we do the show the way we do it. And here's the natural truth. Uh, the way to write the headline is super rich, technology challenged grandmother wants the office where her husband used to get blowies from interns. That's what's happening. That's true. That's not a matter of dispute. What's in dispute is that you want to feel good about the fact that you're voting for this elderly, infirm, corrupt, no record, political hack who's riding her husband's popularity to a job she clearly has never demonstrated the ability to do. 844-404-1067. Bill Crystal with his insider look at both the Iran deal and the Hillary Clinton campaign. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Lots of political news this week and here to discuss it with us. You see him on cable news all the time or editor of the Weekly Standard, Bill Crystal. And Bill, you write this week in the Weekly Standard that we can still unravel the Iran deal. What makes you think that Ayatollah Khamenei isn't going to unravel it himself based on his comments the last 48 hours about the devilish Americans? Uh, well, I, I think he might. And frankly, I hope he might. Uh, he might be so greedy not to take the uh, concessions that have been made and, and insist on more and I think what people here can do is seek clarity about what the deal is or will be and prevent it from ever really coming to be signed on June 30th, which is the deadline for the, for the real deal as opposed to the sort of PR announcement that was made last week. I think the administration's got all these ambiguities. They conceded a lot to the Iranians and then said different things back home here. Members of Congress, other commentators need to just pull on those threads. 
uh, it'd be much better to stop this deal before June 30th. Once it, there's a big signing ceremony, uh, five, six countries, you know, all the hoopla, uh, then overturning it, just it's worth trying to do, obviously, in Congress, but it gets much harder. But I do think much more today than I did a week ago that this thing can be sort of strangled in the cradle. The Kissinger-Schultz article was devastating. Two former secretaries of state, I'm not sure this has ever happened in modern American history, weighing in against a major presidential initiative, a major presidential deal with a foreign country. Uh, Kissinger and Schultz are the kind of people who are respectful of the pres- presidential authority. They don't just pop off. They're not you know, commentators like me and you. Um, and for them to, to, to go to the trouble of writing an op-ed, making clear how damaging this deal is, is pretty, pretty startling. But, you know, I, I can hear people saying this is pie in the sky, Bill Crystal, because this president has shown he doesn't care what popular opinion is. He doesn't care about the political ramifications. He doesn't care about the constitutional ramifications. Uh, and we've seen this on uh, immigration, just to mention one glaring example. What, what would stop Barack Obama from signing a deal, even if the entire world were lined up waving signs saying, don't do it, Mr. President? Well, he wants to, but he does. At some point, Congress really does have a chance to insist on at least the U.S. sanctions. I think they also can indirectly make it very hard for him to waive the U.N. sanctions, uh, and then there really can't be a deal. So there are things Congress can do. There's this big Corker Menendez bill that was focused on, but there are a lot more rifle shot things they can do. They can say this, this Fordo facility in the mountain, which Obama himself said two years ago, there's no need for if you have a nuclear program. Uh, shut down Fordo. That was our position. Now we've made all these concessions. But let's go back to our original position. Shut down Fordo or no deal or no sanctions come off. So this is a place where Congress needs to be tough-minded, imaginative. They need to do some broad legislation like Corkerman does. They need to do some rifle shot legislation. You never know when you pull on all these threads which one might be the most effective at unraveling the deal. But I, I think it, it could be done. And maybe at some point the president and John Kerry also realize they can't just keep making concession after concession and and uh, embracing ambiguity after ambiguity. It's pretty stunning. I mean, whatever one thinks of some of these previous deals American presidents and secretaries of state have made, this degree of sort of misleading the American public, uh, saying different things in private to foreign negotiators in Geneva, and then when you come back home, it's it's pretty unusual. No, 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 no. It's all translation errors, Bill Crystal. Don't you understand? You know, in English it says you don't get to keep your reactors, and in Farsi it's slightly phrased differently. It says die, American pig dogs die. It's very. It's just. It's a nuance of language. I think we're missing here. It's fantastic that Khamenei seems to be, I guess, tweeting in English. Actually, he really <laughs> wants to stick it to us. That's the other thing. It really shows you. It shows you how much for the Iranians. This is not just about the details of their nuclear program, which look they're going to keep trying to do no matter what deal is or isn't side. It's about humiliating the U.S., establishing their hegemonic role in the region, showing everyone else in the region that they're tough enough to just, uh, you know, sort of humiliate us, uh, make fun of us almost, ridicule us, and pay no price at all. It's another reason why this thing has to be stopped, and and, uh, you're right, the president may not be willing to sort of just accept all this humiliation from a foreign enemy leader who's engaged in been engaged in killing Americans, fighting Americans, uh, damaging our allies, uh, threatening to destroy the state of Israel. But surely America as a whole will rise up and say, wait a second, we can't can't just tolerate this. It's really dangerous. Uh, There's a school of thought that says that President Obama is focused on one thing, which is how far can he shift the American trajectory before he leaves office. He could care less about the, the damage it does in the short term. He just wants to say down the road we become a more European uh, country and he and he'll sleep happily at night. 
but someone's going to have to pick up the aftermath of that. And I'm wondering if if the president does bull rush straight through the will of the people, if he you know continues with the kind of if you like your nukes, you can keep your nukes kind of dishonesty that we saw with Obamacare and other things. Does that help? any Republican nominee, and what does it do to the newest person to apparently enter the race this weekend, Bill Kristol, uh, Hillary Clinton? Yeah, I do think it really does help Republicans, and I think it helps them especially if they step up now and are critics and do their best to rally opposition. Uh, they may not win, but at least voters realize, well, someone tried to stand up to Obama as we went down this path. They should also explain what they would do in foreign policy, defense policy, increased defense spending, and what their policy would be towards Israel and the Middle East. <laughs> Excuse me, et cetera. You know, the Hillary Clinton thing is interesting. Um, I, she seemed to have she seemed to have been dodging the bullet of Obama's foreign policy until pretty recently. You know, you look at the poll numbers, and uh, she sort of had her own identity. People assumed she was much tougher than Obama. She wasn't paying much of a price for all the things she did in the first term: the Russia reset, Benghazi, uh, being on board the original opening to Iran, uh, apparently, and uh, you know, the, she was part of this key part of this foreign policy. But somehow she seemed to be kind of having walked away from it in January 2013. It wasn't clear if she would pay a price. I'm struck looking at the polls in the last week or two, just talking to people actually, that I think it now may be harder for her to avoid that price. I, I, I think she is so overrated as a candidate in, in terms of her candidate skills, but also in the resume she now brings to this campaign. What is she going to run on? The good job she did as Secretary of State, the $250,000 speeches she gave after being Secretary of State, her undistinguished eight years in the Senate. I mean, when you think about it, from everyone's making fun of uh, Lincoln Chafee, who now says he's going to run against Hillary Clinton, uh, Martin O'Malley, the two-term governor of Maryland, uh, Bernie Sanders, the socialist senator from Vermont. But if you just step back and look at what they've done in their public careers, as opposed to Hillary Clinton, it's not clear she's really more, much more qualified than they are. And if anyone's really serious got in the race, like Elizabeth Warren, I, I think she'd have real problems, Hillary Clinton. You're just off today. She accomplished the great thing of being married to Bill Clinton. What more do you ask? I, this, I, I really, what, all the uh, stuff in office and what did I get passed and how did I handle foreign policy? Please, she's Mrs. Bill Clinton. And as long as she's a Mrs., a woman, and Mrs. Bill Clinton, his wife, that's, that is enough for the entire Democratic Party base. She's a shoe in There will not be a serious primary. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you're probably right. I, I, I think someone who ran seriously would do better than people think. And I, I think even with this current field, she will be more challenged than than the people expect. But I've been amazed watching the Democratic Party. It's so much more like the traditional Republican Party, where if you're next in line, the person who ran and lost four or eight years ago, the titular leader of the party, well, of course, then you get the nomination regardless of whether you'll be the best candidate and regardless of whether you'll be the best president in some cases. Um, but now the Democrats have taken the Republican uh, attitude of nominating the next in line, kind of a let's make it as much of a coronation as possible. The Republicans have taken the Democratic attitude, attitude of let's mix it up and have an interesting uh, primary fight. I, I think it will end up helping the Republicans. I, I happen to agree, but now we're going to have the Republicans facing an interestingly Rand Paul leading in three swing states in the Quinnipiac poll. Also, uh, I think it was ABC reporting yesterday that her new numbers on trustworthiness, that she's truly underwater with independence and on the issue of trustworthiness. And you add the natural desire to reject what was in the White House the previous eight years. you got to think, Bill, that if the Republicans don't screw this up, they have an excellent chance of uh, winning the White House straight up on their own without an incumbent for the first time since 1980. 
Yeah, I do think so, Michael. And I, I, I'm interested to watch the next week. What's been striking to me is these Republicans have launched Ted Cruz, that Rand Paul, and sort of Jeb Bush without announcing it, uh, Walker. Um, it's been interesting. I think some of them have made mistakes. Some have made alleged mistakes. I'm not sure really are mistakes, but there have been controversies. But there's people I think have the sense of this is kind of interesting. Let's see what he has to say. Gee, why did he say that? You know, maybe he should, shouldn't. Maybe he's not quite ready for the in that field. But it, it, at least it stimulates kind of debate, interest, curiosity, comparisons among the candidates. I'm very curious to see when Hillary launches whether there'll be any interest in it, whether people aren't already bored. It can be devastating to be bored of, of a candidate. What are we now, 18 months before the election? It's 1034. Ah, yeah. Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show. So glad that you are here. We're just at about an hour and 15 minutes away from your chance to win uh, tickets to the Braves game. Speaking of which, all season long, when the Braves score five or more runs, you score at Express Oil Change and Service Center with dollars off their full-service oil change. Uh, Watch and listen tonight as the Braves take on the Mets in their home opener. If the Braves score five or more runs, you will get a discount at Express Oil Change and Service Center tomorrow. It's a great, great deal and a great sponsor. So glad that they are here. Uh, 844-404-1067. Since uh, Mrs. Bill Clinton has announced her or has let it leak that she's making her announcement on Sunday, she's going to do a low-scale kind of mellow rollout because she doesn't want anyone to get the sense that she thinks she's being coronated or anything. It's just, she doesn't want anyone to get the sense that she thinks that she's entitled to this at all so uh she's gonna she wants to meet people one-on-one can interact with them and i've got some folks in the twitter sphere who are very very mad at me they claim that my bumper sticker for hillary she sits when she pees is anti-woman no it's not i'm I'm not making fun of hillary for sitting when she pees and for those of you who unkindly commented are you sure come on well, hey, don't once again, don't mock me for suggesting that Mrs. Bill Clinton is overly masculine. It was I wasn't the one who said, do you remember this? James Carville, 2008. If I'm sure that who was he talking about? He said, if you took one of Hillary's testicles away and gave it to. I forget who some wimp, they'd both have two. That was that was James Carville, not me. I'm trying to remember who did he say. Look that up, soccer boy. Who did he say that about? So anyway, so what we're doing is we're looking for the bumper sticker to launch the Mrs. Bill Clinton campaign, and it, and that is, I don't call her Mrs. Bill Clinton in an order to insult anybody. I call her that because that's the most accurate description of her as a candidate. She, for example, Jeb is Jeb because the only reason he's in this race is because of what we don't have to say, Bush. Everything you need to know about Jeb is that you can leave off the last name because he's the family. If if Jeb were Jeb Smith, would anyone even be thinking about voting for him for president? If if Jeb Smith were running on the I support illegal immigration, I support common core, I support big government, would anyone even be talking? No, not on the Republican side. They wouldn't be. He'd be like that Huntsman guy. Remember that Huntsman guy that ran? I hate Republicans and you're all going to suck until you vote for me. Shockingly, John Huntsman didn't do that well. I know that's... Wait, the Republican who endorsed Barack Obama didn't do that well in a Republican primary? I'm shocked. So I don't call it Mrs. Bill Clinton to somehow say that 
that disqualifies her for president or that, you know, I'm trying to not trying to do things. I know some people do like jerky names for politicians. And I don't like being that guy. I call her Mrs. Bill Clinton because everything you need to know about her as a candidate, she's a Mrs. And so there's the vote for the first woman thing. If she weren't a woman, if she were a mister, no one would be talking about voting for her. And then Mrs. Bill Clinton. If she were Mrs. Bill Smith, no one would be thinking about so a failed secretary of state, a U.S. senator that accompli- that did nothing. There's not a single bill with her name on it. And by the way, she never would have been a U.S. senator if she hadn't been Mrs. Bill Clinton. She never lived in New York ever. She was elected to a state where she didn't legally live. Why? Because she was Mrs. Bill Clinton. That's all. That's all. I'm not. It's not like a cheap shot or whatever. It's who she is. So here are some of the bumper stickers that have come in already. Uh, it uh, it takes a village to wipe out an email server. Vote Hillary. Bill, baby, Bill. Remember drill, baby, drill? Bill, baby, Bill. Resistance is futile. <laughs> it's my term, GD it. That's the bumper. I don't think you'll see a lot of those bumper stickers. Hillary Clinton bumper stickers. I am the destroyer. Give me your soul. Okay, not too positive. My winged monkeys are PETA approved. Vote Hillary 2016. Uh, I couldn't answer that 3 a.m. phone call because I only have one phone. Okay, Mrs. Clinton. Uh, I, I, already, I already did that one. And then maybe my favorite one thus far, it's the estrogen stupid. So if you have some more to offer, email michael at michaelgram.com. Or go up on the Twitter sphere. Single white college educated women of America with governmental daddy syndrome unite. And so we'll take those. Speaking of boy girl stuff, chick girl stuff. I don't know how this got so uh, so much buzz in the uh, in the in interwebs. But uh, some website did a thing where they went out and they checked out the differences between the price of stuff that men buy versus the stuff that women buy. The Chic Hydro 5, 856. Chic Hydro Silk, 997. Whoa, that's more. Seriously. Yeah, I didn't make the prices. The premise is that there is a woman tax that women pay, not to the government or whatever, but in prices because stuff for women costs too much or costs more than what men have to pay. Let's get them dry cleaned. So I took mine to that place on 58th Street. It cost me $5.75. I took it to the same place on 58th. It was $6. Does your receipt say lady shirt? It's the same shirt. This is ridiculous. Does everything pink cost more? Oh, yeah, this pillow? $220. This pink one is only $221? God, <laughs> you're kidding me. <laughs> yes. <coughs> Women pay more for dry cleaning. You know why? Because they will. Because they're persnickety enough about stuff that they'll pay more. Women pay more for face cream. They had this whole thing about Neutrogena face cream. Men's face cream was whatever, five bucks. Women's face cream was 10 bucks. You know why? Because women will pay it. Because number one, guys don't buy face cream. I mean, straight guys. Typical guys don't buy face cream. And if the guy does buy face cream, he buys like cheap. He's looking for it. Look at, give him a tub. They don't need, we don't need Oh, the L'Oreal, we'll take tub Oh lard. We'll be fine. We will rub Crisco on our face. We don't care. The reason women pay more is because they will. And, and they, they see value in this stuff. My wife, oh my gosh, some of the stuff she buys, she buys these little things of ointments and stuff. It's like 70 What the? Baby, come on, let's go to Costco. There's got to be a drum of this stuff for 
Come on. It's it's the the difference. Women will pay more. So of course, women's cl- uh, uh, why is it that a woman's blouse costs more than a man's shirt? Because women will try on seventy three blouses before they find the exact right one. Guys will literally go to Walmart, find a stack of shirts, pick up medium, and then wear it, whether it fits or not. The sleeves can go, you know, the it can sleeves can end at his elbow, or they can go down past his fingers. You know, roll them up, you'll be fine. You know, that's what guys do. This is. Evolutionary biology. This is what this difference. There is one thing that guys overpay for. There's one thing that guys have to pay for all the time that women never have to pay for. And we're going to talk about that in the next hour and talk about, I'm not making this up, just like we have cities that have banned styrofoam boxes and helium balloons and bottled water, there are communities who have considered. And uh, making it illegal to charge different amounts for stuff that women tend to buy versus men tend to buy. They want to criminalize the women's tax. So that's coming up. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Lemke hits it into left field. Here comes Justice. Save! And Atlanta wins it. The Braves' home opener is today, and I can't think of a person I'd rather be talking to about it than one of my baseball heroes, the great Mark Lemke. Uh, Mark, welcome to the Michael Graham Show. So glad that you are here. Great to be here, Michael. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. I learned to love baseball. I discovered baseball basically as a person with the 1991 Braves season, which, of course, was not. <laughs> that great of a season, but it led to great things. And uh, you oh. were one of the stars. You just, I just watching you. Actually, listening, I listened most on the radio to you and Terry Pendleton and Jeff Treadway and Ron Gant. It was just, it was freaking fantastic. Oh, it was, and it, it was a great time. You know, as far as my baseball career goes, I, I doubt there'll be uh, anything that uh, ever tops nineteen ninety one. We always said that, even winning in nineteen ninety five yeah. was great, and that was the the icing on the cake. But that ninety one season was uh, just so much excitement and enthusiasm, not just for the team and the players, right. but for the city. I mean, the city just went berserk. And, you know, it's funny you bring up that year because I'm sitting here thinking about these Braves and all the changes they've made. Right. And, I, and I'm saying to myself, they're starting to make me feel like this 91 team. You now, think so? Long, what, what, are some comparisons? what are some comparisons? Well, well, I think the energy. I think the energy of this club, uh, you know, you've got guys with expectations that are, are, are down. You know, the expectations right. for this club is not what it was in the past. And I, I think that gives them a little emotion, a little fire. Uh, you've got some guys that want to prove they still can play the game. And, and it's similar to what we had in, in 1991. We well, picked up some players that, you know, I don't think when we – signed our free agents in, in 91 anybody said oh wow well Atlanta right. Braves are now going to go to World Series <laughs> <laughs> we're talking to the great Mark Lemke I actually said 1991 what I meant was 1990 because I went on that ride with you guys I was listening to I grew up in rural South Carolina listening on the radio of course we have the Ray Braves here on News Radio 167 my favorite baseball line of all time Mark is when a commentator said you know a legendary Change-up pitcher, Charlie Liebrandt, he can always reach way back and take a little more off. I thought that was the great, 
Greatest line. Uh, so you mentioned the 91 Braves, and we would love to see this out of nowhere. And then we saw the first. What what did you see in these first three games? I mean, come, it's excited. They're, un, you know, they're undefeated. But come on, it's only the first three games. Did you see some sparks that maybe made you think this is going to be a surprise? Well, uh, the first thing is, how, how are you going to handle adversity? And mm. I think they handled it right away because the adversity – you wonder was what what could it be? Well, Craig Kimball gets traded right before the season right. starts, yep. and you know that could put a damper on a lot of things emotional emotionally with a ball club, and and these guys bounce right back and, and turn things around. They got two teams that you know prediction wise were going in opposite directions: the Atlanta Braves and the, the Miami Marlins, and boy, they really turn the tables. But the thing I saw in that series is pitching still going to win, yep. and that's what the Braves did. Now they did outscore the Marlins sixteen to three in that series, but it was the pitching that really set the tone for the Braves. Well, you mean you take basically one inning away from the three days, and that's different. And, and it, what we saw were tight games where the Braves had to do everything right, you know, in, the, in two of those three games uh, to get things done. And we're talking to the great Mark Lemke. If I sound nervous, because I, I, I seriously, I'm sitting here, Mark. Oh my God, I'm talking to Mark Lemke. Holy crap! So. <laughs> But no, but that's what it's like for sports fans is this amazing connection and and it, and it's great. And I'm wondering, I'm a fan of the kind of play you are known for, kind of getting dirty. I I, I was in Boston for eight years. I just moved back down to the south. I love watching the Euclid play. I love watching Pedroia play. Who's the Mark Lemke of the 2015 Atlanta Braves? Well, I think I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's hard for me to say. What I can say though is. They're going to be a fun team to watch, I can tell you that much. Now, from a fan standpoint, okay, when you're a player, you're consumed, so you're not as much of a, a fan as you were before you started playing the game. And, and now, after I've gotten out of the game, now I'm trying to look at it back from that standpoint of from a fan. And I sat there this spring training, and I watched this team, and I said to myself, this is going to be a fun team to watch. Now you're going to be on the edge of your seat. It's going to be about execution. It's going to be about putting the ball in play. It's going to be about the little things that are going to turn out to be big things. And the defense, uh, the bunning, hit and run. There's a lot of things that are going to happen during a game that maybe we didn't see the last couple of years because it was such a powerful team, right. and rightfully so. When you've got power hitters up there, let's be honest. You're not going to bunt. You're not going to hit and run. <laughs> right. You're not going to do a lot of those things. <laughs> but but this spring, I sat on the edge of my seat every time a guy got on base and said, what is Freddie Gonzalez? Which, which button is he going to push now? Uh, I got to say, this Jace guy, watching him play, has been pretty uh, interesting so far. Yeah, Jace Peterson. I yeah. love the kid. Love the kid. He's been, he was great all spring training. I, I don't know if it was a surprise. I think they knew this kid had a ton of talent. I think what was a surprise was, when he came into camp that he was just, it was like he'd been there for 10 years. He was like a veteran. He just knew what to play or knew, knew how to play, uh, knew how to act, uh, wasn't overwhelmed by, uh, you know, being in big league right. camp and playing every day and certainly put up the numbers. And he, he looked great in that first series as well. One last qu- a question to ask you since once again, I just moved down from, uh, from eight years in Boston uh, I said at the time the reason why the Red Sox won that last uh, World Series was because of Johnny Gomes because he was the um, emotional or structural. I can't. You know, I, I'm not an athlete, but there was something going on in the locker room the year before that he was able to chase out and get the team to change their attitude. And he took a team with not a lot of super talent, and they won a World Series. 
Can, can he, not a World Series prediction, uh, Mark Lemke, but can Johnny Gomes do the same? And is, is something like, is that important or is that just a fiction that we fans project because we think of everything as a movie and we think you guys are living a movie there in the dugout? No, it's, I, I mean, baseball's a grind. It's 162 games, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't have somebody, an emotional leader that keeps the team motivated, I mean, players can get down a little bit and, and get get off track. I think it's always important to have a, a veteran crew of guys that can, can keep the team in line, or even if it's just one guy. What Johnny Gomes does, though, that rubs off on a lot of players is the energy, Frank. You saw that in Boston, yep. and you'll see that here. He, he's running around all the time, diving, rolling around on the ground. You talk about a dirt player. This guy's always getting his uniform dirty. And, and that, you know, that um, rubs off on the rest of the team. Your prediction for the number of wins. I'm putting you on the spot, Mark Lemby, before oh, I let boy. you go. Oh, boy. Come on. <laughs> you know, that has, I haven't really thought about it, but I'm off to a good start with a 3 and all start, so that gives me three more. On top. <laughs> I, I'll go. I, I, I'm going to go. Uh, God, do I have to give you a number? Well, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. Is it going to be 1990, which is the first step that was kind of trouble, but on the way to the path, or is it going to be 1991? Uh, it'll be closer to 1991. Uh, Mark Lemke, seriously, it is an honor, privilege to have you on the show. Great to talk to you, man. Thanks so much. All right, you got it, Michael. Excellent. And we are way over time. I apologize to the newsroom and to everybody else, but I just couldn't let him go. I'm Michael Graham at News Radio 1067. What you see, whether it's a result of the email controversy or a hangover from the Clinton years or Benghazi or whatever, that Hillary Clinton does have a trust deficit starting out. I I have to be honest. A lot of people want to come to America. So unless we just had no borders, there's always going to be a wait. And as you look at the news today from the Supreme Leader, it's like the White House has been punked on this Iran deal. This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. The policeman is supposed to protect the people, not try to frame them. It's 1108 at News Radio 1067. Ah, yeah. Michael Graham, I apologize for us running late. That's all on me because I was so pumped to be talking to uh, Mark Lemke, one of my favorite baseball players of all time. I will be broadcasting live this Wednesday during the Business Fans Special. We're doing our show 9 to noon in the Chop House. And so get a ticket and come in and hang out with me in the Chop House, and then uh, we'll watch the game. I'm going to hang out and watch the uh, the game as well. So please make plans now on to join me. And we're giving tickets away to come join me, too. I'm also asking you to help me out. Well, actually, don't help me out. Help Mrs. Bill Clinton out. Uh, Mrs. Bill Clinton is having a a few problems out there in the political world. So what you see, whether it's a result of the email controversy or a hangover from the Clinton years or Benghazi or whatever, that Hillary Clinton does have a trust deficit starting out. Now, why would that be? I I love that. She says, I don't know why this would be. Maybe you think. You think maybe somebody who's been involved in scandal nonstop since 1992 might have a little bit of impact on trust. So she needs some help. She needs the Hillary 2016 bumper sticker. Hillary 2016 bumper sticker. I forgave him. You can forgive me. Hillary Clinton, because you owe me. That's uh, from James. 
Someone else says it takes a village to raise a village idiot. Oh, please be nice. Be nice. And as much as I like Bill, baby Bill and resistance is futile. I got to say my favorite thus far is it's the estrogen stupid. That's up. And speaking of boy, boy, girl stuff, because it's kind of the Hillary Clinton thing. Um, we're also talking about whether or not you think it's unfair that women pay more for their dry cleaning than men do, that women pay more for their blouses and shirts than men pay for their shirts and dress shirts. Is it a women's tax, as one group calls it, because women pay different amounts than men on something as simple as razors? The Schick Hydro 5, 856. Schick Hydro Silk, 997. Whoa, hey. that's more. Seriously. Yeah, I didn't make the prices. Here's a little tip. If the woman's razor costs more and you don't want to pay it, buy the man's. Just a little tip there. I know this is crazy. If it, it's manly, yes, but I like it too. What, what's, wasn't that Irish Spring, whatever? I mean, just, you know, ladies, if you want to pay less for face cream, buy the man's face cream. There you go. Boom. It's face cream is face cream. It's all right there. So it's for you. So. If there's something that you've noticed in your life that women end up paying more for than men or less, but I want to feel free to make the case. There have actually been uh, uh, communities, states have considered it, and cities have considered it. In fact, I couldn't find uh, the one I was looking for, but I'm I'm, I'm not 99% sure that some town has actually imposed this, that dry cleaners can't charge different amounts for women's clothes versus men's clothes. Which to me is as dumb as saying you can't charge different amounts for fat people's clothes versus skinny people's clothes. Look, let's face it. If you got to, if I got to dry clean your triple X X X X X, you know, uh, William Conrad lookalike suit, it's going to cost more than if I'm dry cleaning your, you know, ballerina suit. I mean, it's just it's just different. I mean, you know, bigger people have more material. It takes more soap. You know, that's just that's just life. So I don't find anything unjust about that at all. In particular, because there is something that men wildly overpay for, and it's called S.E. double toothpicks. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because women don't have to pay. It's always available. and Being a woman means basically being a sexual celebrity. Anytime you want it, just walk right out. It's right there. Guys, we have to pay and pay and pay, and pay, and pay. And as every divorced man can tell you, you keep paying even after the supply has been cut off. That's like having your house foreclosed and you still got to make the monthly payments. You're still paying for your visits to the old watering hole years later. So if guys have to pay for sex, overpay for sex, that's that's how it all works out. Ladies overpay for the clothes and makeup and stuff that make guys want to hook up, and then guys have to wildly overpay for the hookup itself. So what's the problem Eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. You tell me. Also coming up, the ceremony for our heroes who were attacked by a whack job Islamist uh, terrorist at Fort Hood. Finally happening. The upside is they're getting the Purple Heart. The downside, I've got some news for you on the story that you're just not going to believe and you're going to completely hate. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio one zero six seven. Because I'm the guy in the campaign that says if Hillary gave him one of her balls, they'd both have two. Could you play that one more time, please? It just puts me in a good mood. Uh, soccer boy, thank you. Because I'm the guy in the campaign that says if Hillary gave him one of her balls, they'd both have two. 
Thank you for digging that up. And you were right. He, uh, that's James Carville talking about Hillary Clinton and then U.S. Senator Barack Obama. That's that's uh, who uh, he was talking about when he made that classic comment. So Hillary's running. She needs your ideas. We need Hillary 2016 bumper stickers because if you can't reduce the reason you're running for president to a bumper sticker, it's very, very hard to win. We're also talking about complaints coming from feminist groups that businesses that charge different prices for men and women on similar stuff like face lotion or clothes or haircuts, whatever, that that should be stopped or banned. If that sounds crazy, well, Michael, they're not going to ban it, right? Uh, Up in Massachusetts this week, they just criminalized helium balloons. That's right, the helium balloon bandit. It's a crime to have a helium balloon because the balloon might go up in the air and then it might come down in the ocean and then it might go in the water and then it might get swallowed by a fish and the fish might die. And so all of those mites mean it's time to ban uh, uh, helium balloons completely. Scooter is on News Radio 1067. Scooter, what is the uh, Hillary Clinton bumper sticker? Well, I don't know if you remember uh, Bloom County, the yes. uh, old comic strip. Absolutely. Loved it. In, in Bill the Cat. When, in 84, when Bill the Cat and Opus ran for president and vice president, uh-huh. their, their slogan, which I think should be recycled, it was this time, why not the worst? <laughs> this time, why not the worst? See, like, Scooter, we may, we may be missing this. Miss, I may be, may be miscommunicating here. We're looking for slogans that would get someone elected. That's kind of what we're looking for here at 844-404-1067. Kathy wants to talk about the women's tax, women being forced to pay more for stuff than men. So, Kathy, you're on the air. Oh, hi, Michael. Um, yeah, you know what? When I went to get a haircut, my husband and I had just utilized the same hairdresser mm-hmm. at a salon, and he gets layers in his hair, and it, you know, he gets a haircut before that, right. and it's thirty-five dollars. If I want the bottom of that, my hair just trim, it's fifty. Right. Wh- and why is that? Oh, it's just the way they are. I said, why? I said, oh, I wanted the glass to trim. Why should I have to pay fifty dollars? So I have my husband trim my hair for me. No, you don't. Said, yes, I do, and he does. You so he French braids my hair. What? And he said, yes, he's a great hairdresser. Uh-huh. He calls himself he calls himself Lake Continental. So your husband had feathered hair, trims your hair, and gives you French braids. You got it. Do you guys have this? Do you have the same taste in men too? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wondering. Have you ever have you ever caught him listening to Barry Manilow music all alone oh, in your shoes? Uh, no, my no. husband okay. is very much of a man's man. No, no. I'm, I'm just you got it. You got to admit oh, no. it's a question that comes to mind with the information he that you is, gave me. He, uh, he's very artistic, uh-huh. but. Very much a man's man, and we've been together for 37 years. Well, congrats. That is absolutely great. You have one other point you wanted to make? I do. Um, you know, when I go out shopping with him, which I don't do anymore, mm-hmm. because it drives me crazy because he um, he shops and shops and shops. It bores the devil out of me, <laughs> and I won't do it anymore. I go into a store, I buy a shirt, and I'm done. I can't handle shopping with this man because he will shop until there's nothing left to look at. 
Kathy, thanks for the call at 844-404-1067. Okay, so let's make this clear. He does your hair. He does French braids. He's artistic. He likes to shop and shop and shop for hours. And his favorite song is It's Raining Men. Um, Am I missing something here? Am I the lost guy here at 844-404-1067? So here is the good news. The members of the military who were shot at and injured by a whack job Islamist at Fort Hood. These were men and women in uniform. These weren't people at a uh, at a race in Boston. They weren't civilians. Men and women in uniform were shot by a guy who was waging war in the name of his military team, uh, Al-Qaeda, whatever you want to call it. They are finally going to get their Purple Hearts. But the bad news is the military still won't say that they were injured in the course of their military duty. On November 5th, 2009, Sean Manning was shot six times by Major Nadal Hassan. Two bullets are still in his body, and he suffers from PTSD. Manning is about to receive a Purple Heart, but is not getting combat-related benefits for his wounds. In a Fox documentary, Manning recounted the massacre, which killed 13 and injured more than 30 others. That's when somebody walked into the, the medical clinic and... Um, yelled Allah Akbar. And... The 2015 defense budget included language that meant Fort Hood victims were eligible for the Purple Heart because the attack was inspired by a foreign terrorist group and not workplace violence as the Defense Department initially labeled it. You know what bothers me most about the fact that those men and women in uniform who were killed because they were in uniform, that's why they were killed, because they're in uniform, because they were, quote, waging war on Allah, close quote, and they're being denied the benefits that come that we give and proudly give to men and women who are injured serving their country in uniform. What makes outrageous me is that you know that if President Obama could have his way, Bo Bergdahl would be getting better treatment than the injured soldiers at Fort Hood. If President Obama could have his way, Bo Bergdahl would be back. He would be a hero. He would have a, well, I don't know if he'd have a purple heart and if he's injured, but you know, he would, he would be honored. If someone said, let's deny Bo Bergdahl his benefits. In fact, this happened at the White House and they were asked earlier before the military stepped up and said they're going to prosecute him. Oh, well, you know, he should get treated the same way as anyone else. Well, you know, well, you know, there's something upside down in a country where you are lying in a puddle of your blood because a whack job Islamist has shot you for being a soldier and you can't get benefits. But your president just released five terrorists and held a White House Rose Garden ceremony with the parents of deserters. That is something that's upside down. That is something that Americans are going to want to change, I predict, in 2016. And that's going to be another challenge for Mrs. Bill Clinton. 844-404-1067. I'm Michael Graham. This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit atlantahomesguru.com forward slash radio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.